didn't just like knock Disney. on the door of the the kids bot people and said like, hey, yeah hey, <laughs> hey scream these words out real quick they did but all the kids bot people now were like 47 and were like boom 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 kids bop is still very much a thing like my niece loves i kids was gonna bop. ask yeah. that no but i mean they're disney you could go get like the mouse club or whatever like disney has kids sing all the time <laughs> the mouse club the mouse club, the mouse club. <laughs> You know what the fuck I'm talking about? Mickey the Mouse Club. Like the Mickey Mouse Club. The first time. Yes. The last time I think they did that, it was when it was like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Oh, and well, exactly. It's like, this is a Netflix they, cello they, with the Mouse Club. They've moved on. Oh, I love the Mouse Club. <laughs> the cast of Back to the Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about The Santa Clauses. The Santa Clauses went 12 episodes with two seasons so far on Disney+. Plus. Today we're talking about episode one, which is called Chapter One, Good to Ho, originally airing November 16th, 2022. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me, as always, the boys, Nick, Ferg, Joe, and Guano. Merry Christmas! Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas to everyone from the podcast where every host has the body of an M&M eater. That's, that's, that's us, boys. Speak for yourself. Chapter one of the Book of Gordo is the whole game. Or whatever this episode is called. It's not called the whole game. Did you watch it, it Gordon? Did you watch the train? He didn't have to watch it. He all he had to do was listen to me eight seconds ago when I, when I said the title of the show. Gordon's like, I know the story of Chris Crinkle. I know Santa Claus isn't a big deal. Chris Crinkle. <laughs> so real quick, guys, everyone, go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all our social media. If you go to Twitter or X actually now as it's called or Instagram S1E1Pod. Give us a follow there. We like to interact with you guys. Let us know shows you want to cover. Um, all right. So the Santa Claus is a little outside of the shows we would normally do. We try to stay sitcom comedy. Not a this, little. <laughs> this is this is wildly off from shows we normally do, but we yeah. want to do something a little special for Christmas. And we're very limited in shows we can do to cover Christmas things. We did The Simpsons Year One which was a Christmas themed episode. Then we did the very much not satirical. It is satirical. Very uh, <laughs> happy, whatever. Terrible and then show. this year, now we're doing the Santa Clauses. Uh, have you guys watched this show? I mean, it's pretty new. I mean, this is a second season, but it came out last year. No, but now I'm going to have to, the way this first episode ended. When it came out, I watched a few of the episodes, but that's it. Yeah. I never watched it, but the Santa Claus, it, I love that movie. It's like an iconic you know, Christmas movie and what's that? Three of them. And they're all good. But the first one is like really like one of those top Christmas movies. What's weird is there's three of them. Right. And if you look up this show, they say the Santa Claus is a direct sequel to Santa Claus three, where I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> so I asked, I asked my wife, cause I've seen all three Santa Claus movies and I've watched the whole first season of this show. And she had only seen the first movie and then watched the show with me last year. And I said, did you feel lost at any point by not knowing the second or third movie? No, I think it should have been this show was a direct sequel 
to the franchise as a whole. I don't think there's enough in this. Well, that's that... well, I think that's what they well, mean. Would that be number three? Yeah, if it's a sequel to the franchise, then it's the no. It's a direct the... sequel to the third movie. When you say direct sequel, that says to me it's about that storyline, and we do not get Martin Short in this, sadly. That's because he already he melted at the end of the last one when he got a Christmas. Spoiler hug. alert! Spoiler yeah, alert! Spoiler spoilers, yeah. <laughs> he was Gordo's boss, and then he melted. <laughs> I feel like you need to see the first two. The third one is like optional as far as like need to know things. I don't like, think I've seen the second one. I, I know I I've think seen you the only first need one. to see the, the first second one. The second one is okay, and then the third one's bad. They drop in quality from movie to movie. Well, the second one is where he meets Mrs. Claus. So I feel like that's right. kind of a big thing where she has a, a larger role in the show, it seems, at least from the okay. first episode. Well, that makes sense. But, but that's what I was saying too. When I, when I asked about that, I said, You never saw the second one. And she was like, Well, I just assumed that was his wife, so it was fine. And you know what I'm glad about with this show is something I've talked about for years with the movies. They finally addressed the original, the Santa Claus that came before him and the Mrs. Claus. Like, yeah. So I read something earlier that that was like a sticking point with Tim Allen. Like it bothered him that they never addressed, like the elves never addressed like, hey, how do we feel about the old Santa being gone or anything? So yeah, right. They all just that, moved they on didn't pretty give quick. A fuck. They just went along with their merry way. Yeah, it was directly from Tim Allen, I guess, that made it like that this had to be like kind of part of the storyline. And I'd be remiss if we didn't say that this is also the Santa Claus is the second best Tim Allen Christmas movie behind Christmas with the Cranks, Stop. which is the greatest. No, we've talked about this. We've talked about this specifically Stop. not long ago. Welcome to Moose Port is not a. Now, I don't want to speak out of turn because I will be completely honest. I've never seen Christmas with the Cranks. What? It's a very good movie. We've been talking about it for three years. How have you not watched it? Because there's a finite amount of time where it's appropriate to watch it. So, like, now we're in open season. Oh, but Joe's going to watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall so much. And you can't even watch Christmas yeah, with the Cranks. You haunted me for Sarah Marshall for a year. They are not the same level of you need to see this movie. Uh, when you see Botox Tim Allen trying to eat, you will disagree with that statement, sir. I was going to say you're both wrong. You should see it, but you, it's not that good of a movie. <laughs> it's not a bad movie. It's a good Christmas movie, but it is not the most amazing thing that you make it out to be. And Jamie Lee Curtis's best Christmas role was as the mom in the show The Bear in season two. You get a way too old Jamie Lee Curtis. Her best Christmas role is Trading Places. No, that's New Year's. It's not even Christmas, isn't it? Christmas, because when Dan Aykroyd tries to blow his brains out, he's in the Santa suit. You're right. I was only thinking about the train part when they have the New Year's party. Yeah, when Dan Aykroyd is in blackface. (laughs) Yeah, that scene does not (laughs) age very well. (laughs) So, we got a lot of episode to cover, but I want to go over a couple things. Uh, Usually, I go over the the ratings. IMDb has this as a 6.3 this series. Rotten Tomatoes, audience score 70, which is about the same... Uh, tomato meter critics, 57%. Pretty low. Disney must have not paid their uh, fees. That feels honest to me. This is a 70% show. This is like, yeah, not to tip yeah. my hat one way or another. because like, I don't 50, though. Didn't you just say 50? 57, yeah. But, but, but audience score. Audience 57. score a C? I think that feels right. Yeah. I, I, I'll agree with the audience score. I'm talking critic score, though. But go by IMDb is also an audience score with like thousands of reviews and 6.3 is like D, like a low D. So it's it's not. Go ahead, Gordo. Say D's nuts. D's nuts. Yeah. I so I, I would just say not to tip my hat one way or another because I don't feel strongly about the show to let you guys know, like as far as like the Green Ladder cancel, which we'll talk about later. But I can see where like this show's fine. It's like it's not like 
if you like the movies, I think you'll like this, but we'll talk about it as we go along. But like, I don't, I can't disassociate. I've never seen the show. So I'm watching the show fresh, but I've seen those movies so many times. So it's like, I've never seen the other Santa Claus movies. So you've only seen the first. So you've only seen the first one. Well, go by Joe's house. And then, you know, you, Mrs. Joe and Joe could all watch uh, two and three together. And cranks. I'm due for a second watch this season. You don't need two watches. Well, to be fair, the second time I watch it, I usually watch it every year. The second time I watch it is usually very much a background. Just put something on. You're not paying attention to, you know, wrapping presents type of thing. Or on mute while I'm listening to music. So I can just turn around and see Tim Allen trying to eat with Botox face. So um, (laughs) you watch TV and listen to music? Yeah, with the TV on mute. (laughs) It's It's like they're singing along. I tried to do that joke and my jaw cracked a thousand. Yeah, I times. heard that. I heard your jaw pop. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> All right, so I think we should get into the actual episode. So it starts off and we see like the shot of like Santa's sleigh flying over like a bed of water, and you hear Santa's voice in the background going like ho ho ho. And uh, I guess before we even get any further, like it looks like I mean. Is it movie budget? No, but like, do they put a good amount of money into graphics and stuff for this show? Like, yes, they definitely gave this show like a pretty solid budget because they really lean into the magic. So they kind of had to. Mm. Yeah. I think it's also because they brought on Tim Allen as well. Like, I can't imagine Tim Allen is a cheap get and it's Disney. So like, that's kind of their wheelhouse. Like, I can't imagine Tim Allen's going to sign on to do a sequel to a movie that he probably and he must have enjoyed making to go make it low budget this is also a prestige thing for the beginning of the launch of disney plus right so when disney plus was coming out of the gate they had to have some pretty big things to throw out there it's like the peacock had the same thing right where they had a bunch of originals and the office super fan episodes they had to have stuff people would actually want to see to justify buying a new streaming service so i think they knew they had to put some some good effort and money into this because people were looking forward to getting it. And that's why we watched it, right? We get, we bought Disney plus and we're like, well, we're going to watch this show now and the rocketeer a thousand times for some reason. Now we cut to this little girl who's in her living room and she's singing jingle bells and she's putting ornaments on the tree. And while she's doing that, like the camera pans over and you can see in the background in like a different room down the hallway, her dad's in the other room and he's like in a business zoom meeting. Uh, dad played by Cal Penn. Kumar. Taj Mahal from Van Wilder. That was his name on Van Wilder? I was going to say, I, I never remember. knew that was his last name. <laughs> yeah. No, he has a different name. He's like Taj Mahal, and then he has a, a leather last name, but that's like his joke name, it is Taj Mahal. Because I think the second one was The Rise of Taj. I also haven't seen Van Wilder since we were probably in middle school or high, early high school. It's been a while. That would be a probably depressing watch. I don't know if that would be fun to watch now. I love Ryan Reynolds, so I'd probably enjoy it. That movie is, by the way, without paying him, was, this, was loosely based on Burt Kreischer. Wasn't there another show that was also loosely based on him as well? Well, that movie, like, someone owned the rights to his, his story. Like, it was a Rolling because, Stone story, I think, right? Because oh, that was okay. the thing, yeah. That That's how it. he originally was known, was there was a Rolling Stone article, and it was like the number one party school, and then he happened to be the number one partier at the school, so he they focused the article on him, and then that evolved because he was like a kid who was in college longer than he needed to be. So Van Wilder ended up being based on that without paying him. So um, I don't remember all the specifics, but yeah, in any event, yeah, Cal Penn plays his dad and you can see him in the zoom meeting. And they're talking about like all this, like 
the business that he's running has like expanded and what like they're like they do deliveries and stuff but they're they're toy makers first like i was a little confused because it's a little kind of in the middle of this call i'm thinking they're like an amazon company type of thing that they make their own shit too like it looks like they're trying to head in that direction but they're like not there yet if, yeah. if I could speak to seeing the whole show, I love Calped. I think he's super funny, but they just basically can be like a Jeff Bezos guy who like you don't want to like for the majority of this series. And that's the whole thing. He's trying to make like an Amazon competitor. Got it. OK, so, yeah, so they're having this whole meeting and they're going over like percentages and there was something about like delivery. There was like a 70 percent other They're like, where is that from? And you knew it was like Santa like stuff. <laughs> then we cut back. To like the girl and she like runs up to her dad and she's saying how she needs like help with the tree. So, you know, call ends. And what was funny is when he's like, all right, you know, that's enough. Like everyone go back to your families. I liked when he lowered the laptop. If you caught those one guy's like, I have no, f-, before he can say family, <laughs> shut yeah. it on him. That is Hassan, who I think is the funniest character in this whole episode. In this specific episode? He didn't have that much going on in this episode. You know, he's he's in the other video call later, too. Yeah, he cuts the cord later and gets electrocuted. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, like, in it. He does this. He's the guy who keeps getting blamed for making bad jokes during Cal Penn's speech. Yeah, that's all within, like, a a two-minute block at the end of the episode. Like, he's not really in this episode until it's ending. And I still stand by he's one of the funniest parts of this episode. But then, um, you know, as they're about to head into the living room, there's, like, all this, like, noise and rumbling. So then he's like, hold on. And like, they head over to like this secret room that has like a high tech keypad. <laughs> they have a panic like, they're room. like, yeah. Like, so they're, they're in there until like the, um, the noise is over. Like Jodie Foster in the film panic room. While they're in there, he's going over this, like, well, she says like some kids at school are saying that Santa's over and talking about how like he still uses paper mail and delivers once a year. And he's like, well, you know, a lot of the older kids are going to say that Santa's not real. She's like, not real? No, he said he's over. Like, I guess meaning, like, not cool. It's funny, as a bunch of lifelong wrestling fans here, somebody was like, dude, you're over. You'd be like, thank you. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Over is a different connotation. And then they have the conversation, and when the noise starts to settle down, he's like, I think we're safe. They head back in the living room, and you see that it's, like, super decorated to the point where, to the viewer, it's they don't have to tell you, they don't have to do anything, but you knew... It was Santa's doing. It wasn't her. Now, I never knew of this power of Santa where you can come in and Santa just does like interior design for you. He's like, eh, not enough Christmas stuff here. Bingo, bango, bongo. And then he flies away. I wish Santa would come into my house and decorate because I do not feel like doing it. This would be like an HGTV show. But like Santa's going to go to seven houses in Waco, Texas, and he's going to show them what the Christmas spirit really is. Brought to you by Binford Tools. <laughs> That's a stupid haircut, Tim. After the reveal of the house and him trying to figure out how his daughter did this all on her own, we cut back to the sleigh, which we see in motion. It's in the sky. And this is when we see Santa for the first time, Tim Allen reprising the role of Santa Claus or Scott Calvin. And he's with his helper, uh, Noel. And they're like, they're having fun. It's Christmas. This is like their big day. They're like zipping around. They're doing tricks around the Statue of Liberty. And then Santa want to buzz the Twin Towers? Not again. Oh, 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 oh not oh, the Christmas the episode. Not the Christmas episode. 
Look, I don't bring it up that often anymore, but when he said, do you want to go buzz the Statue of Liberty, you knew it was an easy A to B on that one for me. <sighs> yeah, this is your fault. Yeah. So, <laughs> before they go to the Statue of Liberty, he's like, great idea. He's like, but first, crawler me. And then Noel pulls out, like, a t-shirt cannon that looks like a candy cane and shoots a crawler out, which is, like, they did say, like, the graphics are pretty fun on this one. You see it, like, blast out of the cannon into the sky. A crawler and now Should have been a cookie. Santa's, um, well, he's going to eat a lot of cookies that night. So now Santa's guiding the sleigh around so that he can, like, get under it and catch this crawler in his mouth. It was a, it was a fun gag. It lasted a little too long, though. In my opinion. I think a little too long it as well. two yeah. seconds. Yeah, it wasn't it did not. Yeah. It, around it, it dragged a bit. Fucking dra- it dragged, Ferg. How did it drag? They shot in the air. He caught it. Yeah, and then he spins around and he gets it. It's like 20 seconds too, long. He's hot dog a little too did, much in that slide. Did you want him to shoot him point blank with the <laughs> crawler gun? <laughs> crawler me. <laughs> How about he hands him a crawler? Uh, I killed another knoll. Oh, no. <laughs> Gordy, you think that would be just as entertaining if he said, no, crawler me, and he just hands him one? He goes, thanks, buddy. <laughs> this is takes a bite. <laughs> now that's entertainment. <laughs> See, Ferg's entertained. Oh. How come Noel gets to ride around with him, but Bernard, who's not here, by the way, doesn't get to ride with a him ever? Writer. Well, do you know what happened? You know what happens if Bernard eats a crawler? He dies. <laughs> Bernard's a diabetic. <laughs> At one point in time, we were much better about not talking about not talking about the future run of the show, and I think Joe so far fifty times this episode's going. And then later in the season, this happens. And then later in the season, this happens. No, because I'm trying to give context and saying that characters do show up for you, so you know. I mean, that doesn't. I don't think it. But I don't know the, that. Also, this uh, one's a little looser because it's not a sitcom, so it doesn't really. Yeah, matter. Also, yeah, fuck the rules on this one. Oh, yeah. And well, it's still watching episode one and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of the show. Blah, 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 blah. I'm Jake. Sure, <laughs> but if you're wondering why the kid from the first movie isn't here, I think it's okay to be like he makes a cameo in episode five for two minutes. He's not, not a, a kid. Deal. He's the head elf. Well, he was a kid when he shot it. it. But all right. So anyways, to backtrack, though, regardless of that, though, you do remember that this this timeline follows real time from the first movie. So right. they say it's 28 years later. So there is an acknowledgement that time's passed. So Bernard might have been promoted or does something else or we don't even he know. He was the head elf. It's no, he gets married going in one up. of the movies. That's why he leaves. Can elves get remember married? Him getting married. Wow, for, I thought you liked Christmas movies. It's either in two or three, but he meets somebody and falls in love and gets married and he like goes away. And regardless, like we don't even know if we don't know that Noel is the new head elf. We just know he's the guy. Who oh, I didn't say he was the head elf. I'm oh, just yeah. saying you'd think the head elf would get the ride around with him. I didn't think anybody rode around with Santa. Not in the old movies. I don't think anyone ever did. Charlie his, did. Yeah, I was going to say other than his ungrateful son every now and again. But Charlie's great, except in the second movie, he's a little prick. <laughs> <laughs> From there, we cut to the command center. It's kind of like this, like NASA space sent, uh, space station type. Like everyone's Elf there, traffic control, but it's all elves. And you got to remember, in this movie, in in this franchise, like the elves are always played by like kids. They don't do like the little people thing. They don't do a CGI thing. It's mainly all just straight up children. So in the movies, I always felt other than Bernard, they were like really little kids. This one, it's like they aged up the the elf children actors. Like not a lot, lot though. Like nobody was like, like more than ten. Yeah, like everyone's around ten ish. 
I will say though that must make it much harder to shoot, right? Because there are laws about how off, like how many hours you can shoot with a minor. Well, yeah, you need twin. That's why it's twins and sitcoms. Yeah, it's all minors at this point. So you get three hours to shoot per day or something. You know, that's why you got to use ranchers. Waka waka waka. I don't Wait, get it. Minors I, and ranchers. I I didn't know what what other type of miners there were. Oh, you meant like a coal miner? Coal miner, right? Oh, so you think so that miners bad. and people who work on ranches are the same job? <laughs> you picked a random other profession. <laughs> it was one thing That's to why not you're laugh. Use police yeah. officers <laughs> to not laugh because I didn't get the joke was one thing. To be able to not laugh further because I understand the joke and now know that it just wasn't funny is a whole new level. If you're gonna go that vague, you'd have been like, "I prefer majors to minors." At least you would have had something there. <laughs> that would have, been, yeah. At least we'd get that one. A great joke, Joe. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That's a really good joke about the ranchers. <laughs> well, they're pretty happy, Gorda. Where they'd be jolly ranchers? Ooh, probably. As long as they're not grape, because grape is gross. Or the grape. I prefer the, the green apple. I'm a cherry man. Cherry or watermelon for me. Yeah, watermelon. I wasn't a Jolly Rancher fan, At but all? if I was to eat one, here. I'd probably go with the Sour Apple. Sour Apple is good. It's just not my fave. So if you guys uh, were to think of typical elf names, Crouton, that's going to be high up on the list, right? That's a weird <laughs> yes. one, right? I, was like, I love croutons, by crouton? the way, but that's a weird name. Can you eat croutons? I can eat gluten-free croutons. All right. I got an elf generator. Uh, elf oh, name gr- generator. <laughs> They're called Grutons. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, why don't you go in the order you see us, Nick? That way it's... Uh... Okay. Are you using so, our government? So Jay is actually first. But what are you typing in? Jay? Jason? No, it's asking for first and last name, so that's what I'm doing. Okay. Oh, good, because we have two mics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jason, your elf name is Gummy Fairy Treckle. <laughs> I don't know what treckle means. F-A-I-R-Y... T-R-E-A-C-L-E. So, what's up, Gummy? I'll just call you Gummy. Gummy, over gummy. gummy I'm okay with. Fairy Truckle is kind of weird. Gordo's next. Let's go. Uh, wait. <laughs> Shit. We got to... <laughs> no, we don't need to remember these. I was like, I can't go back. Then we'll forget it. And then I realized it doesn't matter if we forget it. It's also being recorded. Everybody remember their own. We will never That's use fun. these again. It doesn't All right. matter. Gordo, you you are Jelly Sugar Bottom. <laughs> I mean, that works. Yep. I do have a sugar bum. Uh, wow. Um, okay, so I see what they're doing here because they're both mics. Ferg, you are Jelly Pointy Nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe, you are Twinkling Cheeky Toes. <laughs> and... I'm changing my Slack name tomorrow for work all day for that and see if anybody notices. Actually, you're syrup cheeky toes. I spelled Joe wrong at first somehow. <laughs> syrup. I prefer syrup. And I'm blingy twinkle. <laughs> I like mine actually. Wait, I'm what are blingy you? Twinkleson. Blingy Twinkleson. Blingy Twinkleson. Blingy. Yeah. Okay. Like chingy, but blingy. <laughs> so you said blingy, like the dessert. Panini. Well, to get back into this, <laughs> there's a point where, in this command center, they're noting that Santa's way slower than usual because, like, they're joking around and they're doing all this side shit, but somehow he's ahead of schedule. 
and they can't figure out how that's possible. And that's when they notice how small the list is this year. And then we cut back to Santa in the sleigh who's noticing the same thing. He's like, that can't be the whole list. And then they acknowledge like every year it's getting shorter and shorter. And I was just kind of like, the way I was thinking about it is it's like, okay, when kids don't believe in stuff, does that put you on the naughty list though? Like, you're, like I don't understand. I think it just takes you off the list, right? So you just don't, you don't get presents? If you don't believe, you don't get presents. Yeah, you lose yeah. the magic, you don't get the My presents. major issue with this is, in this universe, Santa's been proven to exist. He was seen on news cameras, taking off and flying away. So Santa is real in this universe, and the world knows it. But now suddenly, I don't believe in Santa because it's 28 years later. No, it's still documented that Santa Claus is real. That's true. Like, just because you get drunk on wine on your mom's couch doesn't mean that you don't believe in Santa all of a sudden. Yeah, like, that you should know it's a real thing. My problem with this is they literally show the whole process later. He creates the list. Right, but I guess you're disqualified if you're a non-believer. You're not even up for contention. But I would think that if you're a good kid, right, but you don't believe in Santa, if Santa then gives you presents for being good, maybe that would restore their Christmas spirit, you know? So as long as you're not quote-unquote naughty, why not give the good kids, even the non-believers, presents? Well, we do find out later that the naughty list is out and they give presents to everybody anyway, which also yes, makes we'll, no sense. We'll talk about that as it comes along, too. That made my brain explode where I was like, well, the list, though. There's a lot of, like, meta things going on in this well, Especially show. at that part. Yeah. Yeah, that part is very meta. That feels very much like Tim Allen just finished up a season of uh, Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing and was like, I've got some ideas for this. There is, <laughs> there is a moment, we will get to it, where there is a line that is not being said by Scott Calvin. It's not being said by Santa Claus. It's being said by Tim Allen. We'll talk about it when we get to it. They, uh, when they were flying around, the song that was playing... This could just be purely coincidental because the song works for both. But it's the song that they play whenever they revealed the man's thing on Tool Time. Like when they wheel out the man's kitchen. The song oh, yeah. They took off and you heard. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's cool. I, I can't think of it to hum it right now. But that song, when they're flying around, that's the same song. And it also made me remember that the cameraman for Tool Time's name is Klaus. Or the sound guy, rather. You're talking about the, when they were, the earlier when there was the 2001 A Space Odyssey song? Is that it? I'm not sure. Yeah, the song that, when they're comes flying in the sleigh. Yeah, that's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. The dur, dur, Yes, that, yes, dur, yes. Dur, dur, that, dun, dun, thank yeah. you. Oh, they do use that when they bring out the, the man's kitchen or the... Uh, yeah, right. I didn't remember. It's been so long since I've watched Home Improvement like properly that like I didn't realize that they. I've used been that binging song it again. lately. I probably wouldn't have realized that otherwise. I would like to rewatch it again. We watched it a few years ago, all the way through, and now there's talk. We might have a new uh, updated version. There's always talks. You never like until they like greenlight or put a show in production talks, at this point. Though, yeah, very recent talks. Yeah, when we we covered Home Improvement as one of our very first, I think episode like three or something. That was one of our yeah, very first, first episodes. At that time, it was not on any streamer. So now you can go back and watch it. Like now it's available. Is that on Disney Plus? 
Must be. I forget what it's on. We watched it a couple years ago. Disney Plus wasn't a thing yet. It was a Fox show, and Disney owns Fox now. So I assume that it would be on Disney Plus or at least Hulu. If only the guy who said he's binging it was listening to us right now, he could tell us where he watches it. It's actually on two. It's on Hulu, and (laughs) while it was on Hulu, it also got put on... um, Tubi. Crap. It is on two of them. I can't remember what the other one is, but it is at least on Hulu. What? Pluto TV? No. Well, it might be on that, but on two streaming services. Might be HBO Max. In this acknowledgement that the list is smaller, Santa's like, hold on a minute. And he lands on this roof, and Noel's like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't one of the houses on the list. He's like, that's got to be like a mistake. This was like always one of my favorite stops. And we get the flashback, and it's him in this house years ago talking to this little girl, Sarah. This is the first movie. Yeah, is, was that footage from the first movie? I couldn't tell. Yes. Yeah. Which I just watched. It, it was straight up footage. All right. I couldn't remember. Yeah, that's from the first movie. So yeah, you see the girl asleep and like he wakes her up when he shows up downstairs and they have their exchange. And now it cuts back and he's doing like his whole elevates through the, you know, the sack and then goes through like the, the vent because there's no chimney. And I always like those graphics. I thought that was one of those... They did this all just to recreate that scene. Right, but it's <laughs> that one you of those... You like. I remember when, like, this the first movie came out, and, like, I just... I have this vivid memory of, like, my family talking about the movie, like, at the dinner table. Like, when I was old enough that I wasn't really, like... I might have even still been a believer. I don't remember, because we were pretty young when it came out. I don't remember exactly. But um, I remember them saying, like... My like my family talking about how they like the movie because it explained things that aren't typically explained. Right. If you don't have a fireplace. So if you're a kid and yeah, you don't have a fireplace and a chimney, how does Santa get down here? And like that was always one of those things that I have this strong memory yeah. of my my family acknowledging that it was, they loved that they that they tackled that in the movie. So to see that like be a callback, but then also for now the younger generation to see that too, I think is like a, a good thing. So in the original movie, too, he was very mean to that little girl, by the way. The first time he goes down the chimney before he starts taking Santa seriously. I was going to say, he was new to being Santa at the time. He really hadn't fully embraced it. Yeah. yeah, but he's new Santa. He's not the nicest guy. Now, we, you know, it's modern day, and now he's inside of the house again, and we see this adult woman sleeping on the couch, and she just sees Santa when she opens her eyes and screams in panic because some guy's breaking into the house. And he's like... No, 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 no. He's like, I'm here to see Sarah, your daughter. Like, she'll vouch for me. And she's like, I'm Sarah. And he's like, oh, wait. Yeah, it's been 28 years. Like, you know, you're an adult now. What's going on? I don't know what's going on, but how does he not realize that time still passes? Right, because he's got new children and an older child. Like, he should be aware yeah, of Yeah, this is just a weird. Well, it yeah. was just saying, like, this was always one of my favorite stops. Like, maybe this house. But yeah, obviously, there's going to be a little bit of a hole because she didn't. She didn't just turn 15, you know what I mean? Like, she wasn't, like, just a kid, like, a year ago, and, like, all of a sudden you're not showing up. She's in her, like, 30s now, so, it, yeah. I was going to say, she's at least, like, 35 now. Yeah. And this was, one of you guys, I think, put this in our chat, and then I was reading it again, we are going over the notes. This is the girl who hated working with Tim Allen, by the way. Oh, yes. her? Yeah. Yeah. That story bums me out so much because I genuinely love Tim Allen so much. So to hear that, I was really, really bummed. And I feel so bad for this girl that she had that experience. But yeah, it really so, kind of rocked me a bit. Yeah. So to not like dig too deep, but to clue you guys in listening. So, you, you know, to not leave you out. She basically put out a thing saying when she filmed this, he was a Mondo douche. And 
Like there was a point where he's like, all right, I'm done. And he just walks off and they have to have like the stand in, like come in. <laughs> like, she said, he said leaving. And yeah. Just fucking yeah. left <laughs> in his Santa costume. And then one of the like production people were like, and you're catching him on a good day. I was going to say there's two sides of every story. Maybe she was the villain. I feel like I think it's this, not I'm gonna I'm gonna believe her in this one. And yeah. again, that's somebody who loves Tim Allen. My problem with this scene is that she she does so she doesn't realize that it's Santa, right? But we glossed over the fact that he made a very large door shaped chimney in <laughs> oh, her man. wall, yeah. and she never that, mentioned it. Yeah, yes. yeah. She's also met him specifically twice in her lifetime, so she shouldn't be scared of him. Right, but right. we are all people who grew up believing in Santa, but never met the gentleman in our homes on Christmas Eve. You know what I mean? Like, so she should have yeah. a different view of this. Although she is sleeping on her parents' couch, she is older, and she does whip a bottle of wine that was empty. So we don't really know what <laughs> mindset she was in before she fell asleep that night. I just think it's one of those situations too, where she met him so young that. He's like, don't you remember me? And she's like, no. Like, you know, there are things when you're that young that don't stick. And I get this is a major thing that you would. Meeting Santa, Santa, Santa Claus. Meeting Santa, meet Santa, Santa would fucking stick, man. But you would think like, oh, well, you know, you would meet Santa's when you're a kid. And like, maybe your memories of it isn't, you know what I mean? Like strong enough. You go, oh, maybe it wasn't really Santa. Maybe my parents just did something like, so there's, there's ways that adult version of her could be beyond believing at this point. But again, like Goro said. He turned our heater into a friggin' chimney. That she should notice. The magic construction of her house is something that she should probably flag. But she... Unless for some reason they can't see it for some reason. I'm with Joe. She's oh, drunk. Oh, that's a good idea. That's it's a, a quick panic, yet. though. She's probably not even scanning the room. She probably woke up, saw the guy, and just freaked out. She's not, like, looking at the walls at the moment. She's kind of fixated on that. I mean, I'm sure she's not yet yeah, picking up all the minutiae at the moment. She's, like, she's explaining, like, hey, listen, like, I'm an adult woman who lives with my family. <laughs> like, you know, my my life is one endless blurry long day broken up by Judge Judy's. You think she like you think meeting him ruined her life and like she got like older and still talked about Santa being real? No. She can hold down a job <laughs> and then like crazy and that's why she lives with her parents still. I don't think there's a negative like defining moment in her life. I think it was meant to be as sweet and amazing as it should have been, but... Oh, why she live with her parents? Getting drunk on Christmas by herself. This is life, life hit her. I mean, I've gotten... I'm a, I'm a fairly happy person. I've been drunk on Christmas Eve most of the Christmas Eve since I've been 21. And by that, I mean 16. That's different, though. That's celebrating. She wasn't celebrating. No, no. She seemed like she was sad drinking. She was drinking to forget, not remember. Well, regardless, now she's asking him, like, hey, you know, let's pretend you are Santa. Like, what are you even doing here? It's like, I get all my presents online, and, like, I didn't even remember tonight was Christmas Eve. And he's like, oh, well, that's too bad, because, you know, probably not going to want this. And then pulls out from his uh, sack of toys, like, the Polly Pocket, which I know the name of that toy, but, I mean, uh, they weren't made for us. It was, you know, for younger girls. We have Mighty Max. The, guy we version, Mighty the boy Max. version, too, though. Mighty oh, Max. I didn't even... Mighty, I don't think I ever had one of those. Did you guys? There was a, there was a yeah, cartoon yeah. show. I love the cartoon show. Oh, yeah. I have, like, no memory of any of this stuff. I just knew that it was a thing, but I don't know anything about Polly. I remember it. I don't, Mighty I don't Max. Mighty one, Max. <laughs> the, the cartoon was really good. It was, like, a Saturday morning cartoon. And it was the same thing. Like, basically, they're compacts that open, and they would have, like, little caves and stuff and the little tiny figures. 
And this goes to Home Alone as well, right? A Christmas movie that shows Micro Machines a bunch. Were toy manufacturers trying to kill our generation of kids? If you look at the choking objects involved in a Micro Machine, a Mighty Max, or a Polly Pocket, like, those were, like, ah, nom-nom, choke kid-sized toys. Like, you couldn't eat a Hot Wheel, right? Or, like, a G.I. Joe or a wrestling figure, but you could Speak eat a yourself. Polly Pocket piece. Listen, that was Darwin of no, all right? Those were the people that <laughs> didn't eat. If your kid's live. stupid enough to eat Polly Pocket. So, yeah, in any event, uh, at the site of the Polly Pocket, and we've kind of seen this before. This is to go back to the second movie when he meets his wife and um, Judge Reinhold's character, the stepdad. Like, oh, I love when, that Judge Reinhold is the stepdad of the second one. I need to know, does he get a cameo joke? I was told they don't reprise their roles. Uh, Judge Reinhold and the one who plays his original wife. Yeah, unless it's season sucks. two, there's sadly no Judge Reinhold. I hope he's in the new Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, he has so to what happens, that. though, is, you know, the thought of you see this toy and the magic of seeing these things from your past, like, kind of makes you believe again. And they've used that gag, not gag, this this antidote, like, um, a few times. So now she's like a believer again. I mean, this is nice, though. If you can go through and make these people be believers again. I do like the idea of, like, hey, I'm going and I'm trying to bring holiday cheer and Christmas spirit to people and make them believe again. Like, But... You don't think he does enough of that? He just visits one person? Yeah, wouldn't he know other kids that are now adults? They literally are going through True. him mentioning people, and they're like, not on the list anymore, not on the list anymore, in this episode. And he does not stop at every one of their houses to be like, oh, do you remember fucking Super Soaker? Like, he just ignores all of them. It's only Sarah who gets special treatment. She's the one who caught him. Well, yeah, well, the thing with True. Sarah, too, was he didn't realize that she was an adult now. It was, like, a just a mistake when he went there kind of on a whim. And I think it was, like, he needed that moment more than she even needed that moment. You know what I mean? Like, he needed to restore someone's faith and, like, exit that on a high note to feel good and have the Christmas spirit, you know, where he was kind of bummed out seeing the small list. I was going to say, like, so the next scene, like, when he goes to go back up and his powers don't work he can't get back up the thing i would have done this in reverse where like when she starts believing him again his powers work enough to get him up the thing yeah. just to show yeah. the audience that's how it works the faith-based thing and magic but also how does he get back on the roof because his power doesn't work to lift him anymore hey that's, at that tim, situation. that's tim allen how does he get on the roof pardon me <laughs> it was true. probably a ladder yeah <laughs> um but yeah no arose such a clatter he was he was unable to get up the uh up the chimney as you mentioned, Frag, and like so he he had to have climbed up a ladder, right? So that that's a house, right? Not an apartment. I think it's yeah, a house. It looks like a house. It's a house, yeah. All right, so yeah, I was gonna say maybe the fire. Real quick before you go away, I just wanted to not pass over the best alliteration of the whole episode, which was when Sarah was talking about how she was trying to have a her Polly Pockets in the toilet and she calls it a Polly Pocket Potty Party. I did get a genuine <laughs> laugh out of that. So when he goes up the roof, because he's not going up the way that Noel's expecting him, he scares him. And uh, he's in a bit of a panic for a second. And then we cut to the North Pole where we see Mrs. Claus for the first time. And she's just kind of sitting in a chair and reading. And she hears like this noise. And, uh, you know, before I even go further, I like that they have the same girl who played Mrs. Claus in the second movie and third movie. Like, I think. Carol. Having her like makes it feel more legit than if they recast it, you know, because we, we're seeing all these like new faces Agreed. on the show. So to have her yeah. there was like a nice way to bridge it a little bit more. 
I think that that's what makes it a true legitimate sequel, though, because you don't recast everything. You know what I mean? You you have the same people going throughout the whole series. Yeah, you need that for the nostalgia pop, too. Oh, why do it? Mrs. Claus is running over because of the noise, and we head over to their son's room, and he's, like, on the floor with the VR on. So he had a VR accident at some point. Ferg, you have a VR, right? I've never, I've yeah. never played a VR game. Uh, I have ever. a VR, too. Do you have one? It's fun. Yeah. I really like them, but I get motion sickness from them, which kind of sucks. Depends on what you're playing. Yeah. Some of it seems cool. Like, I've never gotten a play, so, like, I'd be interested to see how it is. But then there was, like, the stuff I didn't quite understand, like, oh, look, you're in a living room and you're watching TV. And it's like, well, I could just, I could just do that instead of yeah, doing yeah, it. But yeah, but you could, do it on, you could do it laying on your back. Is that I've not, done. like, um, is that a weird, like, I feel like you're going to get, like, vertigo or something doing that. What I'm most excited for is AR, like the augmented reality where you're just changing what you're actually seeing. So, like, they're, they're already out now where, like, all you need is a desk and a keyboard, and it will project your computer screens, like, on the walls behind your desk. And you can have as many as you want, put them wherever you want. Like um, Tony Stark. Well, the new, right. the new MetaQuest, I think, uh, has that capability. It does, yeah. It's not worked out yet, but um, they're getting there. Get on it, Zuck. It's it's really realistic, Jay, like to the point where like there's like a lot of games that uh, like make you climb up like buildings and stuff like that. Um, and like you actually are so immersed that like you feel like you're in the air or you're like, I have one that you're scuba diving and it scares the hell out of me. Say uh, same idea. I was playing the demo thing and there's one you're in a shark cage they're lowering you down you know you're it's like you know it's fake and you're in this cage you're fine and then the cage starts getting attacked yeah all right and the front of the cage is missing suddenly because it like rips it off and you don't feel safe anymore and the thing came at me and i fucking i I ate shit i I felt (laughs) wicked hot and got wicked scared like i got a scuba diving game Despite the fact that that is one of my biggest fears in life, um, is scuba, is scuba diving? diving. Whales scare the shit out of me. Um, but <laughs> do you have thalassophobia? Did you get afraid from Pinocchio? No, I, I just think that whales are an affront to anything that we know. Something that big shouldn't be living <laughs> on our world um, and be that elusive. But I got. What do you mean elusive? Un- they're elusive. You you. You can't see them. There's literally tours where you go watching them. What did Gordo do? Think about whales? <laughs> he had like that they didn't breathe or something. Didn't we have this discussion? No, I know. Not bio- on the podcast. I don't, I, I don't remember that. Right. No, whales breathe, but I just think that they're scary because they're too big. They are scary. And I got this VR game where I'm under the water and I'm like, cool, maybe I'll go swimming with a whale because it's not real. And then all of a sudden out of my peripheral, here comes a fucking humpback whale. And I think I screamed and made pee a little bit because <laughs> it was that terrifying. I've always been curious. Sharks, but why whales? They're big. They're just not natural. Well, they are natural. They exist. They're not. They're, they're, they weren't like made in the lab. 
but you don't uh, know that. I always thought it would be fun to like. I don't like heights, so it'd be interesting to play like one of those. You know, you're you're on a balance beam across two skyscrapers. Oh, they have like, those. That, that would literally make me have a heart attack, Jay. I'm right. I right feel like here. I'd be terrified, but. I, I'm very curious, like knowing like deep down that I'm not actually that high. I'd be very curious to see how my body reacted to that. I think that for the first S1 E1 meetup, I'll bring my my quest with me. So and you can try it. If we all end up in a room together for the first time in years, we should then <laughs> escape reality. Escape reality. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, it'll be a good bonding experience because you can you can actually project it to the television. So like it's something that we could all participate in your misery. I don't trust that you guys wouldn't fuck with me, whether it's hit me in the balls or do something. I will never do VR with you. I'll be honest. I can't say I trust myself to not do something. (laughs) Very fair. I wouldn't do anything, but like I wouldn't do the pushing, but I would do the table topping. You know what I mean? So while Mrs. Claus is talking to her son, Cal, right? I think so. Cal, Cal, Calvin, or is he Cal Claus? How does that work? Oh, yeah, because the names are from the before times, right? So he's not Calvin. His last name's not Calvin. So his no, He's not a before be... time kid. He is. Yeah, he was born a clause. He's born a clause, yeah. Only the kid from the first movie is a before times kid. Huh. So well, Cal, which is a shout out to his dad's former last name. But him and his mom are talking and then their daughter walks up, who I guess is played by Tim Allen's actual daughter. Oh, interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. I, don't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And what the fuck is this creature that she has with her? It looks like a ferret. Is it a dog, yeah, like, though? Because then it goes down on four legs and it sort of makes like a roof noise. It's just Have you ever seen a whimsical ferret? Whimsical Christmas magic creature. Yeah, it's, it's a weird it Christmas it. animal that exists. Like, oh, I'm just a little animal. Oh, I'm going to bend over. I'm a little animal. Hey, That's it's the me, Casper Jackson. <laughs> Oh, Casper Jackson is not in this episode. I have been hit so many times for doing Casper Jackson in this house, by the way. It it does not go over well here. Understood. I I did it in a restaurant the other day, and I got jabbed between my two ribs and, like, spit my beer out on the bar top. Mom's having this conversation with the kids about how they need to go to bed, you know, so because when Dad comes home, like, he likes to see them, like, asleep like or something like it was weird because santa's gonna get on his hoe game after a long night of work and partying to like whatever that shitty song was well we'll get to that shortly (sighs) but we uh after that conversation regardless we get back to santa and noel who are flying around still and santa's reflecting he's like wow you know like 28 years He's starting to think about, like, how long he's been doing this and how much time's been flying and how all these kids from early on, like Sarah, are all adults now. And inherently, when these kids grow up, they stop believing. And as they're having this conversation, we see the magic meters, like, which is kind of like their fuel gauge on the sleigh, is basically all the way down. There's, like, no magic going on. And the result of that is, like, they're starting to nosedive a little bit. Like, they're losing uh, flight as a result of it. but. Not terribly. It's just like um, they can. He's still kind of able to fly at this point. And there's that weird exchange where he's talking to Noel, and I forget like how he was talking at first. But Noel's like, "Why are you talking like that?" And he's like, "It's not weird when I talk like this. It's weird when I talk like this." And he's like, kind of just mumbling on. 
And, and I don't know if it's just like a panic. Like I, I don't know what was going on. It was funny in the at the time, but it, it was. Yeah, it was he's like, like, is that an odor? Is an odor of despair? He's trying to be like, I think, trying to play off what's happening because he realizes it's bad and doesn't want to give Noel the heads up on it. I will say this though, it, this show, right? We'll get to what we feel about it for the end of it, but I think it's at its best when Tim Allen is just one on one. Yeah, with characters. Like, I think what this show does best is him and his wife. Like, there's a there's a totally different subplot of this episode that is a, like, couple about to get divorced comedy that is so funny that I, like, wish that was the whole episode because that works so well and so differently. Full of impotence jokes. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's just full of, yeah, like, it's just full of, like, ED jokes. <laughs> so, while they're kind of getting into this, like, whole situation about... The, you know, the lack of magic affecting the sleigh. We get into, like, it's a short intro, like, for the show. They, we finally get, the, like, the theme and intro. It's a weird acid trip. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, like, why was it, like, live yeah. from Woodstock? This is the Santa Clauses. <laughs> yeah. Like, what would, what was that? It's like a marshmallow and candy cane acid trip that forms into a snow globe. Yeah. Like, into Tim Allen eating you. It was very yeah, bizarre. Very strange. It felt nothing like. I don't get it at all. It was so strange. It would have made sense if it had that '70s show thing, like ooh 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 ooh, after it, because it felt like a like we're all high on that '70s show uh, scene cut. Was any of you surprised at how long it took to get to the intro? If this was a sitcom, I'd be surprised, but it's not. So I guess yeah, it's, it's really like a not different that format. Weird. So. They can kind of toy around with things a little bit, and it, it isn't like a. Even the intro itself is like a twenty second thing, so it it's not like it doesn't matter too much, I guess. But it is a little later than normal. Don't forget too, though, that we're breaking all the rules when things are made exclusively for a streamer. Okay, so it's not a traditional sitcom. It's not a sitcom at all. But it's not a traditional show on like you know terrestrial television either. It's like you're gonna watch twenty of these episodes in a row, so it's just a two minute thing, and it comes whenever it comes. It doesn't really matter. It just reminds you that you're watching it, right? So past this intro, we get back to the command center thing, and it's like the two main ones are like arguing with one another because they're blaming each other for like all the problems happening with the slate because they've been tracking it, you know, while it's on its route. Then you see the scariest child of all fucking time enter the fucking scene, the kid who looks like he's a secret service agent. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't trust him one bit. <laughs> he kind of looks like the guy from The Matrix. <laughs> Mr. Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody who's bad in the X-Files looks like that guy. So, yeah. So he's um he's the one who, like, flags Mrs. Claus. It's like, hey, like, we're going to need you. Yeah. She's talking to her mom. And they're having this conversation about, like, the daughter's, like, talking to this weird creature because... She doesn't have, like, friends, you know? She grew up in the North Pole, so it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of elves and stuff around, but really, she has no one to, like, bond with other than her brother. It never bothered Charlie, original son for the win. Uh, I don't know. Do you not remember the second movie where you just said he was a prick earlier? <laughs> like, Yeah, although Charlie moved hard... on. He's not living there right now. He was having know, a really hard time there. adjusting to this very thing. <laughs> Like, well, Charlie in the second movie is a prick because his dad's not around anymore. And my dad has the coolest job in the world, but I can't tell anybody. And he's like way too old to get to be that upset. Yeah, he's, he's a little old for that. And he's like, well, son, will it make you feel better if you have a friend who's a weird dog ferret thing? Oh, Charlie! Like, ah, uh, no thanks, dad. I don't want that. 
I don't think that that animal speaks English at any point of this episode. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think he does. And he sounds exactly as I just did a perfect impression of him. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little uh, bit of horniness in the voice that makes no. it. Anyway, don't scratch um, me too hard. Mm, Charlie. It's the I... same voice you use for the trim spa. Oh, poor, poor editor Cole. Moving right along, uh, <laughs> the daughter's saying how she gets lonely sometimes, and then as they're talking, they head into her room, and she's talking how it's not, like, easy living in the North Pole. And the mom's like, why? You know, like, things are great. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm happy. It's like, yeah, but, like, that's your deal. You're Mrs. Claus. Like, that's what, like, you're supposed to be. It's like, and they start talking about you know, the past Mrs. Clauses. And usually it's just like an old lady who knits and bakes. And then it's like, she doesn't even have a first name. She's like, that's not true. Like I have a first name. She's like, no, you don't. It's like, I do. It's, um, it's Nancy, Nanta, it's it Shanta. I like Shanta. <laughs> I love Shanta Claus. That is like a weird, I guess it's weird because like later on when he talks to her, and that comes up when they rehash the conversation. Like Santa mentions her name, which she says is from the before time. But like, so I guess like she acknowledges that she had a name, but no longer recognizes that as her name now because she is just Mrs. Claus. This is the weird thing too, though, where it's not a standard sitcom and you're just getting a linear narrative. That's supposed to be a 10 episode story arc where like, they're just dropping seeds for something that you're not going to get a payoff for this episode, you know? Hmm. So during that is when the scary elf comes by and is like, you know, we need to see you in the main area. And as they're walking down, it's like something happened. We don't know what. And we find out that the sleigh is returned, but Santa's not in it. So we saw it having faults earlier and we don't, you know, know exactly what was going on with the magic meter. But now we're hearing Santa did not make it back with the sleigh. And when we get to it, we see, like, Noel just sitting, like, in the front, kind of with his head down, and seems, like, a little nervous. And one of the elves, she's, like, we see her later in the boardroom. I don't know what her role is, but she's definitely, like, of some importance. Yeah, she's the one who helps make the list, not your nice list, yeah. right? And she's, like, oh, no, it happened again, like, referencing, you know, 28 years prior when Scott takes over. As we mentioned, they finally had to mention it from Tim Allen's notes. Yeah, and it's like, but where's the new Santa? And she's like, please let it be Harry Styles. Please, please, please. <sighs> Joe, so you hated this? <laughs> I hated this so fucking much. Again, not evergreen when you just bring up somebody. I bet you in 20 years, Harry Styles is not going to be, I mean, is he popular now? I don't know much about the guy. He's already less popular than he was when this episode came out. But I would also say... Isn't she supposed to be like a hundred years old? Like she's not actually supposed to be a kid. Oh, please let it be Bing Crosby. <laughs> she's got like yeah. some weird fetish for like a guy from <laughs> 70 years ago. I wish it was oh, Roy Orbison. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, so it's a little weird. And then as they're all kind of worried because Santa's now missing, we see that he was hiding the whole time in like the, the empty toy sack and fooled you. I can't believe this is the first time he's tried that in 28 years. The fuck with right. the elves. Like, he didn't watch Spaceballs one day and be like, fool you. Like, oh, I'm doing this <laughs> the second I get a chance to do it. The best was the one who was like, good one, big man. Like, I wasn't nervous at all. Then it just throws up like glitter. 
He throws up glitter. <laughs> I, I didn't get laugh. a good laugh out of that. <laughs> that. That I thought was really funny because I wasn't expecting it. Uh, what makes it so funny too is that Santa looks at it and just goes like, "Somebody put some hay on that." Like he goes <laughs> yeah. straight into custodian mode. <laughs> and he has like this little monologue to all the elves, basically, you know, thanking them all for what they did, and you know, we, you know, I can't do this without you, and you know, the reward is you all get a huge vacation because you know they're post Christmas now, so they have some time off, but them being elves they don't want time off so it's like or we could you know head back to the toy shop and make toys and everyone starts cheering i thought they vacation till thanksgiving that's what they said in the first movie yeah they have like other lives and do other stuff it's not just making toy trains all day well these kids just want to make toy trains all day elves just want to make toys well yeah so at this point because holy guacamole batman was this hard to listen yeah to. i thought it was fine i, like, I, almost, I don't mind i almost it. shut it off Really? I didn't think it, I mean, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like a Disney Plus show about Christmas. Like, so. I cringed. It was very This cringy. was cringe. I mean, it's better than if they made a version of Shebop, but still, it's a weird placement for this. To clue anyone in who's listening who hasn't seen this yet. So now there's a, you know, they start to party. This is their post, you know, another successful Christmas type of party. And the DJ starts playing an elf version of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Um called elves just want to have fun and it's it was like wake up to sugar and spice no place in the world is as cozy or nice i don't think i have all the lyrics but those so you'll do that but you won't try a bobcat i don't know if you haven't noticed over the last 140 episodes i've done a hundred different voices i do more impersonations but not bobcat right not bobcat but Jay loves to sing is something we've noticed, too. If you give an opportunity to sing, Jay will sing. Well, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say that does, I put yeah. my full gusto into that one. I think I just did it in my talking voice. Um, but Let's hear the gusto, baby. No, you don't. Yeah. I'm not your fucking dancing monkey, okay? I don't do requests. If I want to sing, I'll sing. If I want to do an impersonation, I'll do one. Damn it. This is like Jay in 1974 breaking up with his manager of 20 years, being like, you will <laughs> go out there and sing tonight. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, regardless of my lack of Bobcat, you can't deny that I haven't done a plethora of voices over this time. I love when you do voices. <laughs> Go back and listen to the Muppet episode. The Muppet episode, I think I did like 10 different Muppets. <laughs> I looked up this uh, song as well, and it's literally listed as the cast of this show. So like they had kids or people from the show record it. It's not like they like plug and play this in that already existed somebody had to they think didn't just this. uh they didn't just like That's knock Disney. on the door of the the kids bot people and said like, hey, yeah <laughs> hey scream these words out real quick they did but all the kids bot people now were like 47 and were like boom 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 kids bop is still very much a thing like my niece loves i kids was gonna bop. ask yeah. that it is very much a know. thing no but i mean they're disney you could go get like the mouse club or whatever like disney has kids sing all the time <laughs> The most club? The most club. club. (laughs) You know what the fuck I'm talking about? The Mouse Club. The Mickey Mouse Club. The first time. The last time I think they did that, it was when it was like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and all that. Exactly. This is a net foot of cello with the Mouse Club. They've moved on. Oh, I love the Mouse Club. (laughs) The cast of Back to the Beach. And now singing Elves Just Want to Have Fun, Frankie Avalon. <laughs> he takes off his CPAP machine so he can start singing. Tries to sell you a reverse mortgage first. 
So during all this stuff is um the wife's asking him like what happened that night and it's like oh everything went great right Noel and Noel come on and he he didn't want to admit that you know there was any issues so he doesn't mention any of the magic malfunctioning and I don't want to shit on a child actor but Noel's not a very good actor there's a point at the end the end of the episode where I thought it was pretty bad otherwise it's like it's a weird role right you're playing this like heightened level of innocence and childlike so. You also have to be yeah. an adult because you're an elf and you're a thousand years old. Yeah, he's he's like his character is married. But yeah. I did think there were times where he did deliver a, a little monotone, to be honest. I didn't look up all those kids' ages, but I imagine at this point those kids are probably like in high school, right? They're probably all like this was a couple years ago. Oh. They're probably older than they, oh, than you think now. they are. I mean, yeah, I could see that. I wonder if that helps or hurts. Like, hey, babe, <laughs> like asking girls out on dates. I just got my license and I was Noel in the Santa Clauses. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that actually does help. I'm getting that Disney money. So can you introduce me to the Mouse Club? It's like, oh, God damn it, every time. <laughs> uh, there's a point where Santa and Mrs. Claus are walking. He's telling her how she scared him. She could, like walked up behind him and like, you know, startled him. And when he says how, you know, she scared him, it's like, well, yeah, well, they told me your sleigh was missing. Like, well, you can't believe everything you hear. She's like, I'm sorry. Like, are you saying that the elves were lying and all the elves gasp? (laughs) And one of them's like, elves don't lie. What do you take us for? Gnomes? I got a laugh out of this. I always like like, inter like mythical figure (laughs) talk. Like Winklebottom is a known liar. Gnomes, (laughs) Gnomes, <laughs> uh, classically a terror of Fergs. Oh, not as bad anymore. I was going to say, you had to grew out of it. move out of that a little bit. <laughs> and gnomes are known to be mischievous, right? Yeah. Yes. Devious bastards. What about David the gnome? I was just going to say, especially David, that prick. He was a very nice man. He wrote a fox, all right? Foxes are known to be sly, all right? Fooling Looking you all. back... I mean, that was a show that was, well, I don't think it was new when we were kids, but we watched it as kids because it was like on Nickelodeon and stuff. What a weird show for kids. It's so like dry and like. But it held our attention because times were different. I was going to say, there were a bunch of shows like that when we were kids. That had a great theme song too, by the way. I don't think there's a world at which you can get kids today to watch David the Gnome. You can, you just have to threaten them. Without rope, <laughs> like Cornell's got a fucking gun. Watch, David. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think some kids maybe find that stuff calming, though, because it's not. I mean, I think a lot of stuff is so overstimulating now that maybe that is like a easier palate cleanser after. You need that like... rapid fire comedy thing, thing, thing. Random, random, random. That's the only thing that keeps kids' attention now. Like I tried to have Max watch original Ducktales, like, and he just wasn't interested whatsoever. And that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, I watched a bunch of, like, Teen Titans with my nephew, and I was like, this is just, it never stops. I think I tried to have my niece watch Eureka's Castle at some point, and she did not give a shit. And that's, like, with puppets and people, right? You think that should age better? Yeah. Somehow, but Wasn't that a Jim Henson the, show, too? I mean, the puppets were all from the shop. Um, I don't know his full involvement, but yeah, it's, like, it's, it's I'll to say this, the is. Muppets hold up for kids, though. Max got wicked into the Muppets when he was young. I would say... Yeah, and then he also has a, a father who loves the Muppets, so he sees that, you know, a conversation, and she's trying to figure out what happened, like, with the rounds, and he's like, well, it's a little embarrassing, and then he he's trying to word around it for a bit, but eventually he says, 
my magic failed. And this is when it is, you know, you guys mentioned it earlier. They, the was it talk. intentional? Were they? Yeah. A I could yeah. there was a point where I thought it was I'm like no there's no way they're they're trying to make this sound like limp dick talk. And I stand by it. this is the best part of the episode. The like comedic couple drama part of this episode is so funny to me. It was very funny. One of my favorite things about it is when they like argue and he tries to escape by going up the chimney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and can't and bumps his head which is a very Tim Taylor. But yeah, before that just even when they when he mentions the magic failing and she's like, "Oh, well that it happens." It's like it happens. Like, how many Santas do you know? It's like it's never happened to yeah, me. This is a this is a post we tried to have sex and I couldn't get it up conversation put into a children's show. It's like, well, you're 65 and people your age they slow down. So yeah, like they're they're having the ED talk, which is really weird for me for this show. But I mean, it was funny. What's weird about this too is I don't know if you noticed this, but what is happening if you like look in the background, the entire mantle set. That is the fireplace His there head. is just a twenty foot Santa face. It's Tim yeah. Allen's face, and the mouth is the. It's terrifying. That's a callback from the second movie. It's in there too. It's exactly the same. It's creepy. Oh, I remember that in the second one. It flagged me. I didn't remember it from the movie specifically, but it it caught my eye watching because this we were doing this episode. I've been watching the other ones, so I remember it. But it's like. It's the main thing that stood out in the second movie to me is the giant creepy Santa head in their bedroom. <laughs> I, you know what I, what I thought was weird was the conversation that they start having right after is she asks if the Santa before him had a Mrs. Claus, but that was the whole premise of Santa Claus too when he met her is that there has to be a Mrs. Claus. Right. That's how they we talked about got this. together. There's a 90 minute movie about this. I want that. I want that scene that's cut from the movie, like when she comes out. Where's Harold? Ah. Yeah. It's like, fuck you, Myrtle. <laughs> I want to know, I mean, now, as she's asking more questions about the past, and we, we're hearing about, like, the old Santa and the old Mrs. Claus, like, what does happen? Because I don't think Santa died, right? It was just the magic transfers? He died. He fell off the roof and died. The fella, yeah. the fella passes just away. Disappeared, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess... I guess they never specifically tell you. Yeah, he died. like to me, it's like he doesn't die. He just no longer is going to be Santa and like magically goes back to his old life again. I don't know. I haven't talked to my wife in 40 years. It's like, um, it's, um, Men in Black. <laughs> then it's Look all how over. depressing Tommy Lee Jones' life was when we went back to the post office, though. <laughs> but there was the picture of him happy with his wife when he woke up from his coma or whatever. Right? He got to work with Bismarck every day. What do you mean? How bad his life I mean, was. That is pretty good. But yeah, no, she's asking more questions and they start having the conversation about, you know, did she have a name? Like, I don't have a name. It's like, you have a name. It's like, it's Carol. It's like, no, that was my before name. And this is the whole, as they're talking, she, she makes like a snide comment about how, like when she agreed to marry him, he then gained 200 pounds. So that bothered me too, because when he meets her, he's skinny. And then as soon as they, like, you you may kiss the bride, he gets fat and old again. And she's like, I didn't sign up for this. It always bothers me that she doesn't care. Not all, it's not even the fat thing. It's now she's married to an old fat guy. Not just <laughs> well, she expresses that. Yeah. She brings it up here, you know? She's I love that they Mrs. bring Clutch all in. that up in this show. Like, it, yeah. the show is awesome for that stuff. So, yeah, because, I mean, she's not fully, she's still carol right and then she becomes mrs claus and i think then it all kind of doesn't matter to her anymore but so she's mrs claus by marriage only 
That's how anyone becomes and misses something. That's true. true. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> They're not related, Gordo. It's <laughs> a really weird <laughs> argument now. But there's no there's no Mrs. Claus magic, is what I'm saying. I think uh, I you see kiss the bride going, and yeah, and then everything, then you're just you're Mrs. Claus. You're just trapped in the contract. They have a whole wedding. Yeah. So anyways, though, during the conversation and she brings up the weight gain and stuff, that's when, you know, Fergie mentioned he tries to escape through that <laughs> chimney that looks like himself. The, the through his face. own mouth. But yeah, but not only does his magic not work, but he didn't duck enough. So he just walks straight into it and hurts his face. And she's like, wait a minute. Were you trying to get out of this conversation? He's like, no, I, I found that pretty funny. It's when he's at his best is doing this sort of stuff. That's why he always works so well in his sitcoms as the dad fighting with his wife, right? Like, it's just he's he nails that, and it's never not funny. He's got the perfect comedic timing for that role. And then after that, we get to the scene where he's at the doctor. And the doctor, again, it's like, it's, it's funny, because you got to remember, everybody outside of him and his wife in the North Pole is going to be a child. So his doctor is this, you know, young girl. And... She's like, you know, I have to give you like the worst news that, you know, a Santa could get. You've lost weight. And it's like, no wonder why I've been feeling so sluggish. <laughs> like, the, you know, the opposite of anyone else said, you, you know, you're down to only three chins, which I thought was like kind of an extreme. Uh, he has a like beard. He, not only does he have a beard, but he's not, he, he's not a thousand pounds. He's not, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's fat because he's Santa, but he's not like 600 pound life fat. Also, even if you are like super skinny, you hit a certain age, you turn you phone turns on while you're looking down at it. It's not the flat that it once was, you know what I mean? So But as they're going over all the health stuff, she's like, Well, is there anything that like I should know about, like things that are going on with you that might be causing the weight loss and stuff? And he does not want to tell her about the magic uh situation. But there was a point where she brings it up because she was definitely stewed off. We don't know who told her. He speculates that it was either his wife or Noel, but we don't know which one. Did. Someone dropped the dime on him. But yes. I mean, she's been a doctor for probably a thousand years in the North Pole. Maybe she's seen it. Yeah, she might just be aware of what's going on, too. There is a, she's there recognizing is the symptoms. Too, yeah. But then they start kind of going over it, and he's kind of asking hypotheticals now to, to you know, figure out what's going on. It's just like, you know, what would it take to make Santa less than Santa? And... A lot of this comes down to kids believing in Santa. So the lack thereof, you know, causes, you know, a lack of magic. And that's what happens. And she's saying that if this continues, he's going to end up looking ripped. Like, I don't know if you guys recall, but Scott Calvin was an average sized man. But yeah, he's like not a regular guy who definitely he was, ate, he did, like, Yeah, he did not have like fucking a six pack and giant arms. Like, I, he I was know, a dude who took just, advantage of like wing specials and beer yeah. at the bar for a football game. He wasn't you're like not, Fabio. Yeah, you're not either fat or ripped. <laughs> like that's that's like such an opposite thing. Well, I don't think they're referring to like him going back to his original life. Look, I think they're just saying he's losing weight fast, like type of thing. Like, well, they said specifically he's going to look ripped. He says he has abs in a few minutes, so... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like an Iron Sheik thing where there are abs under the giant belly. You're like, the belly's hard. There are abs under there. You've just found a weird way to put a giant belly over the muscle. He's nervous now, so he's like, I've got to get out of shape. And then, you know, instead of Eye of the Tiger, it's Eye of the Kringle. And then Eye of the Tiger starts playing. I thought we were going to get, like, another Elves Just Want to Have Fun rendition. Like, I was excited to hear the fake 
Eye of the Tiger, and we just got regular Eye of the Tiger. No, no, you get regular Eye of the Tiger, but they add bells into it. In the beginning, they did, yeah, and, and I, I did like how that sounded. I, I'm with Jay, though. I, I thought that they were going to go with another cringy song. I thought that was going to be like a theme of the show. I thought we were going to get like all these parody songs in every episode. I'm glad we didn't. So we get this montage now in very Rocky fashion. And, you know, where Rocky was drinking all the eggs, you see him cracking the eggs, but he's throwing it in a blender full of like candy and chocolate and marshmallows. There is such a Ooh. giant pronounced stick of butter sticking out of the bottom of that blender that I literally like had a moment where I was like, oh, God, no. Well, I mean, if you needed to get out of shape quick. I mean, that's how you do it. I forget what actor it was. Some actor had to gain a ton of weight for a movie role. Was it Brendan Fraser with the whale? No, that was fake weight. But somebody like. I, I'm taking a wild guess. I, I think and this is you're not giving me enough, so I hope I get it right. Are you talking about Jared Leto? When he had to play um, Mark David Chapman and would drink pints of Hagen dazs Yes, that's who it was. Yeah, we're high nice. game weight. He, he would melt Nailed ice it. cream, melt ice cream, and then drink it. Yeah. That's how he gained oh. weight so fast. Which is a bummer because you're not even enjoying the ice cream. You're just, like, just eat the ice, ice cream. cream. Yeah. Just eat the ice cream, bud. Like, all day. Probably hurt his teeth. Yeah, he didn't want the headaches. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> his, his version of working out is you see him just laying on the couch and then the wife talks to him and he moves to talk to her like barely like he moves his head he's like oh, he burns he half a calorie yeah he's like now i have to start all over again and she's <laughs> like you made me she, move <laughs> she asked him like do you want to go on a hike he's like do you not want me to be santa <laughs> what is this i do like that this whole time too his exercise outfit is a jersey but it's a sweater you know i didn't really track what he was wearing at the time i i, I didn't i didn't uh it didn't flag me he basically has like a 70s style football jersey on, like something you'd see in the movie, somebody wearing as their like workout gear. And it's got 25 on it for Santa for like Christmas. Oh, nice. But it's a sweater. It's like a full on knit sweater, which I thought was a nice touch. I wonder if that someone must make a, a replica, a replica version of that. So one of the only other drill I think we see is like he there's like a mock up living room and he's with Noel and he has like the sack of toys and he'll just mention a kid. And he's like pulling magically out like whatever their number one toy request would be. Yeah, he's in denial. He's basically trying to prove to himself that he he still got it. Yeah, well, it's all workarounds, right? Like he's doing everything he can as far as an unhealthy diet and training with the toys. But he already knows through the doctor the only thing that's going to make the magic come back is kids believing. So, all right, so we can give some little kid a real snake. It's not going to change anything. I would just get on the sled and drive through Manhattan. Like, hey. Look, I'm flying. I'm real. Remember me? I liked when they showed um, he did go with his wife on the hike, but all the elves are basically carrying him around like he's King Haku. I was just going to say, he did the King Haku thing. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do the um, make it look like he's lifting, but he's just curling a candy bar like the Nutty Professor. Oh, taking the it. bite. The, uh, what was it? Wet noodle I, to not isolate the listeners who probably don't all know who King Haku is, it was a wrestling reference. What is that? What era is that from where like kings were walked around like that? Egyptian? That's Egyptian. Is that yeah. It? That's like, Egyptian. It's uh, like Roman. Roman times too, like King, King uh, like Cleopatra and Caesar and all that okay. stuff. And then, yeah, Joe, you mentioned the toy snake where this kid in Germany wants a toy snake. But he's like, yeah, but you want. He only said that because he didn't want to tell his parents he wanted a real one. And then he throws it to Noel, like an actual snake, which makes him like pass out. 
which was funny. That was pretty funny. And um, after that, we get to the doctors again, and we find out that he's lost 10 more pounds. Oh, no. Yeah, that's when he says he has the ab. He's like, I've got a body of an MMA fighter, not an M&M eater. I thought that was a fun joke. I actually did get a laugh out of that. And he mentions that he hasn't even been building toys, which is like something that typically he enjoys doing. And like, oh, that'll be great for the kids. It's like, no, 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 no. Like the elves are still making toys. I just usually like to get my hands dirty. They're talking about, uh, there's a point where she goes, that's the Christmas spirit. And he says, um, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. She says, and how's the Christmas spirit talking to him? And he goes, fine. Except saying Merry Christmas to all has suddenly become problematic. That was a Tim Allen ad lib. I said it earlier. There was a point where that line was Tim Allen going off script, and then he told them, You cut that, I walk. (laughs) Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Cancel this whole thing if you do that. And they went, Maga, 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 maga. (laughs) Ran away. There is zero chance that a bunch of Disney writers wrote that joke in. (laughs) There is zero chance. Yeah, this, that 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 and the whole list scene, those are definitely yeah. his writing. Yeah. And I think that's going to ultimately hurt this over time. I felt that way. Once yeah. in a while, a little thing here and there is okay. But like I said, there were times where. Well, I think like the impotence jokes, they're trying to do the ki- jokes for the kids. And they know they're wa- going to be watching with their parents who watch the other movies. Sure. So they're trying to just target both the kids and the adult. The kids won't get the, those jokes, but the adults will go, ah, okay, like, how we laugh. Like, I think, like, the impotence joke is different. Like, that'll make the parents laugh. The rest of it is social commentary, which, like, there's no way around it. You divide your audience one way or another. It's like, you can't help it. It's, and, like, with things like Christmas programming, it's like, let's just try to take the break from that stuff because it's just not worth it here. I just also don't understand. Like, I feel like, you know, Say whatever you want to say, do whatever you want to do. I'm not offended by any of that stuff, but like I met Santa Claus yesterday. Very <laughs> nice meeting. I said Merry Christmas to Santa, because he's fucking Santa. Well, yeah, I mean, those are moments where it's fine. Right, I dropped off some stuff in the Toys for Tots and the woman said Merry Christmas to me. I said Merry Christmas back. I said the Starbucks one said happy holidays. I said happy holidays. You just go with whatever people say to you or in a situation. I'm cool with you, whatever. Yeah. you should have looked at her care. dead in the eye and said Merry Christmas. I took the Starbucks cup and <laughs> threw it on the ground. Whip it back. <laughs> Remember what a I'll big deal that you. was like a few years ago, like the holiday cup and like. Yeah. They had like, to make them. They're even. I mean, I it bums me out a little bit because I used to love how fun they were. And now they just kind of make them muted and sort of seasonal because they were too many people were saying, uh, what's the name on the order? Like, Merry Christmas. Like, oh, fuck off. Come on. I don't, yeah, and as I said with the show, how I don't think the show should have too much social commentary. I don't want our Christmas episode to have too much of it, too, but there is no, a point of, like... No, just say what you're going to say, and everyone be okay with each other. Yeah, there's just a point of, like, there is an extreme version where it's like, how upset can you be that your latte came in a cup that was a little too skewed to a holiday you don't celebrate? Like, how bad is it? Imagine getting that mad at, like, President's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, or some, like, it's just when you take it, break it down to any other holiday, you know? Like, how dare you say Happy, Happy Easter to me? What upsets me is they'll erase that from the cup rather than just add the other holidays. Like, add a Christmas, add Hanukkah on the other yeah, side. Yeah, that's true, add... too. They can make things more inclusive. It should just be an all-December holidays cup. Yeah, that's yeah. the smart way to do it. Instead, and they go, no, wins. take everything away. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, yeah don't, so don't subtract. Speaking of other holidays, I wonder, like, with what's happening to him on this show, they already, like, on in the movies, they you meet the Easter Bunny, you meet the Tooth Fairy, you meet, um... Uh, the Molinator. Oh, I wonder if they're disappearing and losing their powers, too. The actor who played the Tooth Fairy, I know it's passed, uh, so... I, I yes, the rock he did. <laughs> no, the guy who looks the rock, like um right? the guy who played Babe Ruth, not that Tooth Fairy, the one from the, the guy who played Babe Ruth in um. You're gonna be mad. A couple of an actor Sandlot. like he died. Yeah, not that oh. long ago, a couple years ago. The thing with the Tooth Fairy though is that's a very small, finite amount of time. You know what I mean? Like less time, I think, than Santa. Yeah, but what yeah. about the Easter Bunny too? Much earlier, Easter Bunny, similar, yeah. Santa seems to be the one that holds on the longest. But, like, you know, I don't know how old you are when you lose all your baby teeth, but probably, like, seven-ish by that point. I think when you get to that point where you stop believing, it's like you're... It should all be, like, a one-lump package, but you just want to cling on, like, but this one's real, right? Like, this one's real. Christmas is so fun, yeah. Yeah. Because you don't get off for school. People aren't sweet and happy about it. It's just, like, you lose a tooth, it hurts, and you got a dollar. It's, like, it's not the best win out of all of them you know i mean you could believe in santa your whole life but you only have a finite amount of teeth so you have a timetable on that although it, it reverses too because you lose them all when you're a little kid and then you start losing them again as you get older so you can just <laughs> reinvest into the tooth fairy as you uh, age out <laughs> that how it works so the next scene was the one that we talked about a little bit earlier where they're going over the naughty or nice list and i think this again too is like Fresh off that other joke was, like, a little too much social commentary at once. I think just a little too close. It would have worked better if this was a few scenes apart. Maybe an episode apart. <laughs> like, maybe. I just, I particularly don't like this scene. Just, I don't like the modern stuff in the North Pole. Like, how. Yeah, that, that was the thing. It just felt a little out of place. And yeah. then it was, they're going over the naughty or nice list. And then they go over one kid. They kind of go over, like, all the bad things that they did. And he's like, oh, all right, naughty, easy. And then, like, the elf Edie, she's like, well, you know, it's not my place, but, you know, labeling her as naughty just for temper tantrums is brat shaming. Brat shaming. That made my eyes roll back. In yeah, my and he's like, all right, yeah. uh, turn that one to nice. And then there's the other one, and the kid's, like, disruptive in class. And he's like, okay, naughty. And she's like, well, sounds like just ADHD. And then um, they kind of going over stuff, and it's just like, it just got to that point where, and then they say, and they all get presents, which is like the participation trophy joke of it too. And yeah, and you can't say naughty anymore. It's the misunderstood list, and I was like, oh, come on! <sighs> it's just a bit heavy-handed. And I'm like, am I mad at the show or am I mad at the world? <laughs> it's both. But what happens <laughs> yeah, is, so yeah, that's yeah. a commentary on what and things that are actually going on. And regardless of how you feel about it, one way or another, when you put it in this episode. You divide your listeners. Again, I agree you know with I mean? you. It should have yeah. been an episode apart. I don't mind one an episode, but. <laughs> because you're going to, one way or another, if whether you agree with the fact that things should be easier for people or you think that things have gotten too soft, one way or another, you hear this conversation going on and you have a strong reaction to it. And it's not a strong reaction for something that's Christmassy, you know? So I just think that. This is going to, like, engage people in a way that it shouldn't for this kind of show. You just can't have that kind of commentary in a Christmas movie. You can't have, like, Ernest Saves Christmas be like, Hey, Vern, what do you think about the border crisis? Like, that's yeah. not something that you want. Like, you're just trying to live in this weird marshmallow Christmas world, you know? 
I need to add that to my Christmas. I need to add that to my rotation of Christmas movies. How do I not watch Ernest Saves Christmas? It's on like Pluto or one of those two. It's streaming somewhere. Yeah, it popped up the other day. I mean, it's not the greatest Ernest movie, but it's it's pretty good for the season. You know what else pisses me off at this scene and like even like other scenes in this? Since when is Santa not in charge? They're all telling him what to do. He's the boss. Yeah, he's he's getting pushed back a bit. I just think he's checked out because even and then when he gets all this pushback from that girl, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm just not feeling this anymore. Like, you know, is there any way I can delegate this off and like just not do this? I'm like, but you used to love going over the naughty or nice list. There was a point where he, he takes a deep breath or whatever, and it just blows like Arctic air at everybody. <laughs> I didn't really. <laughs> I didn't understand that. It at was just all. a little. Yeah, there was no like follow up to that, so I didn't know why that happened. I'm just gonna. You know, this is off the top of my head. He's losing control of his powers. Maybe. That, maybe. Well, I thought Jolly Old St. Nick blew cold air. Like no, Jack that's Krampus. Frost. No, Jack Frost is Martin Short in the third movie. Throw me! <laughs> Just thinking about it. I love that. One <laughs> of the best sitcom characters of our, really? our generation. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the guy's name is. His character in Mulaney? No, Arrested Development. Uh, well, I thought he's he also like a, great one of the, Mulaney. One of the great. <laughs> yeah, he's good comes, Mulaney yeah. too. He's good in everything. Martin Short's impossible. It's impossible. For him Unfortunately, to not be funny. he was the only good thing in Mulaney. Jack Dorso. Mulaney is a um. What's his bodyguard guy there? Because he goes throw me in Dale's name. <laughs> we covered Mulaney a long time ago. There is that like morbid curiosity that like I I kind of want to watch more of it, but. I mean, if it was streaming somewhere, I'd probably watch all of it just to see. Because, I mean, everybody in it is so funny, as we discussed, that, like, maybe it does get better, but I don't know. Yeah, d- d- bad first episode. But, yeah, I'd rather just event. watch Clifford. So now um, we cut to a scene where it's like that that elf who's running the meeting that we're just talking about. Like, I, for- I forget the kid's name. But that elf, who seems to be one of the top guys, he might be the head elf. Him and Noel are in a room together. It looks like he's in the kid's office, and he's kind of interrogating Noel. That's Noel's wife. That's Noel's wife, yeah. I thought it was a boy the yeah, whole time. Yeah, it's his wife. Is it his wife? No, no that's his, his wife. wife. Yeah. She says, like, you know, at home, I'm honey buns. Here, I'm, Well, I'm yeah, I, know, I, just, I just still thought he was a male. I didn't realize that it was female. I'm just going to go on a limb here and say by some of the jokes that we got in the last scene that there probably is not a uh, married male elf couple in this show. I'm just guessing. I thought that was very clear that it was a, a female. I didn't. I yeah, didn't, me too. I thought it was a female, but again, we'll talk about it in a second. Well, we'll you know talk about it now. But when when they're having this conversation, and then Noel says like, um, like honey bun or whatever it was, and I was like, oh really? They're I'm surprised this show went there. Like I just didn't like. So I thought it was a male the whole time. I didn't realize it was a female. Remembering too, they're all like they're younger kids, so they don't have like. You know, none of the none of the boys have beards or anything, so it's not like, you know, they're like overly masculine or one way or another. But yeah, the whole time I thought it was a boy. That's funny. But like how open everybody is, right? Everybody nobody sees that sort of stuff, right? We just keep going. Like the creators of the show who just don't see this stuff. But yeah, the basically whoever the head elf or whatever that person's role is is talking to Noel and it's trying to get information from Noel who's arguably the elf who's closest to Santa. Because they're trying to figure out what's going on. Why is he not acting himself? What's going on here? And Noel instinctively wants to just cover for him. But the other elf is like, hey, you know, like, if 
if he loses magic and everything goes away, like we go away. Like, so we have to take this serious. We have to figure out what's happening here. And that's when, um, there's a point where he, Noel calls her honey buns. And now why is that the, part of the lore? Because when other Santa fell off the roof and died, shouldn't they have all disappeared then? Because he didn't put the coat on right away. Transfer. But, the I, power. but that's because there was a, a replacement. There was a replacement though. Like in Not place. at the time. He became the replacement when he put the clothes on. That was the clause. That was the contract. Yeah, but it was soon and, like, you know, I don't think it's like a Thanos snap. I think it takes a minute and... I think it was that same day, though, right? Because doesn't he pull out the thing that's, like, in the coat that's, like, put me on? Yeah, put put on the suit. Once he goes on the roof, he puts it all on, yeah. Yeah. It's not not right away. Soon. Like, you know, within moments. Whereas if he just, like, something happens to him... And he gets in an accident mid-flight and there's no one to replace him. Like, that could be problematic. Imagine, though, you're at your house. You scare some man off of your roof. He falls and he dies. And you're like, probably just put his fucking coat on then. <laughs> like, that's a weird next move. I'm like, I'm not doing it. No. After that conversation, we get back to Santa and he's like with his family. And they're like in whatever area the sleigh's at before it takes off for the night. So they're kind of getting prepared. It's Christmas night again. The son was like, oh, I wanted to give you your present before you left, but it hasn't come in yet. So he's like, you ordered me something online. It's like, we have a whole like factory. It's like or the workshop. He's like, well, you know, it's loud and, you know, the tech, they get nutmeg and everything. Are we to believe that he got him a copy of Roller Coaster Tycoon? That's what I thought it sounded like he got him. No, it's, um, it's VR. It's, it's more. Yeah, VR I thought it was stuff. a VR game. Yeah, but I imagine they must make something similar to that in VR now, right? They do, yeah. Roller yeah. coaster rally or whatever it is. I wonder if you can still do the thing in Roller Coaster Tycoon where you could forget to finish the roller coaster and then shoot the car. <laughs> no, you have you to finish it, but then you pause you, it, you take it away it midway through, and then resume. <laughs> I I just wa- I don't know if we shared it with one another. I just saw something on Instagram that was like top five fucked up things we used to do in video games. And that was one of them. It was like I like yesterday yeah. I watched that. It's funny. It's like Roller Coaster Tycoon, the blood code in Mortal Kombat. Pretty much anything in Mortal Kombat. Or in The Sims, you'd like you'd have someone in a swimming pool, and then you would delete the, the ladder so they can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> to do that, you had to go the extra mile. You had to put in the code to be able to delete the ladder. To move items when they were being used, just to drown somebody in The Sims. But it's weird because the game was set up in a way that if you did that stuff, it would like they would drown and things like that. It was like <laughs> weird. Right. So it's like they didn't want you to do it, but they wanted you to do it. Like, they programmed it so it could happen. They're like, if you want to, we're not going to stop you. And then the daughter gives them her present, and it's just a list of tree lots that have deer in cages. And she wants uh, him to just free all the deer. (laughs) And he's like, you can't just set deer free in big cities. And he's like, (laughs) hipsters just put fedoras on them. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i do kind of wish though the next time i was walking downtown to go get coffee or something that a bunch of deer and fedoras ran by that would be lady <laughs> she wants to um ride with them and he's like against it and it's like we just talked about it like his son from before the, the whole first movie is his son down. riding with him yeah it's like hey i'm santa now come check this out and now like you have your daughter who Lives in the North Pole. It's like, I want to go. And it's like, whoa, whoa, like, whoa. Mrs. Whoa, you whoa. wants to see you, is willing to go, and you will not. Noel is yeah. going, not her. No, it's Tim Alley. He's like, sorry, Santa stuff is guy's work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they said they're going to table that conversation for next year. 
And then they see him off and he like sidebars with the wife for a second. And she's like, you know, Hey, be careful. I have a bad feeling about tonight. He goes, you have a bad feeling. Wow. Maybe Mrs. Claus's first name is bummer. I uh, shouldn't have laughed at that. Laughed very hard at that. <laughs> bummer Claus. You guys think it's strange that in the very first episode, they covered an entire year's worth of time. Yeah. They do I go from Christmas to Christmas weird. pretty quick. Yeah. They did it. Well, I mean, it, it supports the plot right oh it so was fine it, if it's just you don't usually see something i agree like yeah that. because when they started rolling that calendar i was like oh that, that's strange they're gonna, just gonna skip an entire year yeah they do they do the rocky montage which gets you through a lot of time so what i do like about that too is as we go into a couple scenes later you get to see what cal Penn's company has gone from like he was like you know in distress a year ago and then where it's at a year later yeah i think that's, that's better to show it that way without i don't want to watch like yeah more office scenes of that company like just tell me you know what i mean yeah so basically as what you're saying santa takes off and that ends up being like the first stop that they end up at because at first they're going over the list and there's a couple like oh that person's not on the list they're not on the list either like so there is that ongoing thing where there are less and less believers every year but yeah the first house they get to is the one of uh cal penn's character who's um Simon Choksi? Simone Choksi. It's Simone? <laughs> no, it Simone? I don't. I don't oh. It's Simon. It's, it's Simon. Yeah. Say, I thought it was Simon. So anyways, he goes into the house. He does like that whole, his, you know, the, the sack raises him up like a balloon and then he gets sucked into the fireplace. Crash landing here, though. He does not come down. He went smooth. hard. And then he yells, oh, soot, which I laughed at very hard as well. And as he crashes down, we get like that pan over to the television. And we see um, Simon, Cal Penn's character, is being interviewed for, like, some, like, kind of, I don't know, what what would, like, a Dateline? Not Dateline, but something like that. It looked like CNN. Is he in, like, the next room getting interviewed? Like, yes. Is that on his <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I wasn't positive by, about yeah, that. Yeah, we don't see that. We don't see it at first, but yes. But also, like, unless, like, there was a hostage situation, nobody's going to do a remote at a guy's house whose product didn't just do as well as they hoped for on Christmas Eve. That is the most unrealistic news shoot yeah. of all time. For him to agree yeah. to do it would be weird, yeah. But, yeah, he's being interviewed, and that's what we're kind of finding out is, like, something didn't meet their launch date. They're a big company, so it's kind of a big deal that they failed to, like, release something on time. And he cracks that joke, like, well, we said Ian would arrive by Christmas. We didn't say which Christmas. <laughs> and the joke bombs, and he's like, I told you a joke was a bad idea, Hassan. <laughs> This is why Hassan is the best character in the whole episode. And then we cut from the TV over to the room, and that's, yeah, we get that reveal that they are in the same house uh, that Santa's in, you know, while he's doing this interview. And he's like, look, you know, I crushed it with the toy and video game business, and then when we expanded to e-commerce, like, there was some, and she goes, catastrophes? He's like, come on, like, hiccups. And uh, basically a product of growing, like, too big, too fast. So when they say, like... E-commerce. Does that technically just mean that you're into the game of, like, selling everything? <laughs> Is that like... I mean, anything, right? Like, if you sell t-shirts online, it's e-commerce, e-commerce, right? It's yeah, but isn't sell. selling toy and video games already e-commerce then? Like, I guess if you're selling them and not developing them. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of where they went. Maybe they went from just being, like, people who were making things to people who are selling the things that they make, too. Or... Sure. If you, like, design games for people and then you decide you're going to own your own gaming company and then start producing the product that makes you more of an e-commerce platform at that point. 
Yeah, then he makes this weird promise, like, because he's in a total panic during this uh, interview. And he's basically saying, like, you know, everything now is going to deliver everything now or in four to six weeks. All right. <laughs> she asked him, like, well, what are you going to do, like, you know, when all these customers have, like, empty stockings tomorrow? Because this is on Christmas Eve. And that's when Hassan's, like, trying to figure out how to get him out of this interview and just cuts the cord to, like, something. But apparently it blew the whole power to the house. So I don't know what this cord was, but. I mean, if you ever see, like, a video shoot happening, like, if there's, like, a news shoot or anything, like, I remember when the Whitey Bulger trial was happening, my office building at the time was right across the street. So, like, every day, if you went outside to do anything, go get coffee, go to lunch, whatever, you had to, like, walk over cables and everything. It was just everywhere. That stuff is scary and very high-powered. I imagine you get a pretty good shock if you just cut it with metal scissors. So, by cutting it, the whole house goes black. So interview's over. He got him out of it. And we see Simon like just sitting on a stoop later and Hassan walks up and he's thanking him for kind of getting him out of the situation. And while they're having the conversation, Simon catches Santa flying overhead and you see the sleigh like in the air going through like one of those vortex portals to take him to a different area. I love that he gets the idea here. Obviously he sees the vortex and he's like, well, what if we could use that? Can you imagine how great life would be if we had that sort of technology? Not taking a six-hour plane to the West Coast. I was going to say, I would go to Japan right now. <laughs> yeah, I would be, I'd visit California once a week. Interesting, though, that his re- he literally sees Santa in the magic of Santa, and that's where his brain immediately goes, is, wait a minute, we could replicate that. Like, it's an interesting, it, it tells you a lot about the character. I mean, I think it's honestly, I mean, like, probably a little bit scary impression as to, like, where we're heading, right? Like, Everything is becoming such a how quickly can you have the thing you want right away? It's true. I mean, we've yeah. seen Amazon does yeah. drone drone drop offs in certain places. Like, there's, you know, we're we're probably headed towards this a little bit, which is kind of I scary. Mean, I mean, now it's different, a little bit different now. I mean, this time of year, I mean, but uh, like half the cars on the road right now are Amazon delivery trucks. It's insane. Parks and Rec yep. covered this, like, in their, like, yeah. final... Not the, was it the final season or the season before that? For, the, maybe, it was I the final the next season. Oh, what was the fake company? Morningstar, Park. right? Yeah. No, no, Morningstar. Oh, it was Project, Project Morningstar. That was, like, later. That's when they got in the... What show? Yeah, Parks and, Parks and Rec. Rec. The fake Amazon that, like, took oh, over. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Grizzle? Grizzle was... I think it's Grizzle. I think you're right. Yeah. But, yeah, they, like, they tackle that whole issue of, like, where the world's heading and stuff like that. And we are... For as long as old as that is now, like how far removed we are closer to that than we were when that episode came out. Yeah, a decade removed, it's much closer. So now we see um Santa flying around with Noel again, and he's asking him, like, hey, you know, do you want to loop the St. Louis Arc? Which was like kind of like you know, a year prior when they did it with the Statue of Liberty, and he's like, Nah, we got a lot of work to do. Let's just get it over with. And Noel's like, get it over with. And they land, and he's like, Santa, are you okay? He's like, you know, I'll be honest, like, I'm letting the world affect my Christmas spirit. And, like, I know I'm not as fun as I used to be. And Noel's like, are you kidding? Like, time with you is the best Santa. He is very generic. Like, but I, I don't know how much of it is by design, but the acting. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he needs to be. He plays it a little flat, but sure. And then he's like, you know what? You know, I'm not going to let this affect me. And then. They do the thing again that, you know, the, the sack raises up in the air like a balloon and it, it elevates him. And he's trying to, like, line himself up to go down into the house. And 
something went wrong and he like he fell and that you know by doing so like he slid completely off the um the roof and falls to the ground I'm like belly flops he is face down on the ground and now <laughs> while this is happening again Noel's acting I don't think was phenomenal here for being honest he's like hey what's happening like oh no santa whoa what's going on whoa and i'm like Ugh. i i kind of wonder i i had this idea is he like an evil elf no he is like the goodest of the good he's like super like i don't think he turns on him i don't think this is he is spying on him though for the other elf his wife yeah but that was all with the purpose of for their own preservation but in any event, I mean, the episode ends by just seeing Santa face down in the snow, which we would, to assume, if, if we're replicating what happened 28 years prior, this would be the end of his run with Santa. But in reality, everyone knows Tim Allen didn't die in the first episode of, of the course. Santa Claus show. <laughs> so it's, a, yeah. it's, it's an exciting cliffhanger, but you're like, no, he's not dead. <laughs> this is his show. Well, no, that's how they usher the Richard Carn Santa Claus in. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, we know enough to know that there's more and that he continues on in the season two. But imagine in a world where they don't spoil that and like legit, they write him off after one episode after making you think the whole show would be about him. Like that would have been crazy. <laughs> I would respect them. Oh, me yeah. too. I think yeah. like, I mean, it if, would depend on who they got to replace him, I guess. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't want Tim Allen not on the show, but I would respect the hell out of them. Oh yeah. I mean, tough shoes to fill for such a, because the movies are so iconic. But yeah, that, I mean, that was a conclusion of the show. So it was like kind of a it was definitely a good cliffhanger as far as like your interest is spiked at the end of the episode, which is like question. Is this the first thing we've covered? And, you know, part of what we do is forgetting anything we may know about the future run of that series. Is this the first thing we've done where we will? Do we have to forget about the past run? Because there's movies that lead up to this that um, will influence you. Mm. That's a good point. It's tricky because we've also, we've, we've covered other, th I'm trying to think specifically, but there are things that we've covered that have had source material before it. Well, yeah, and like a spinoff, like a spinoff, like, spin like, uh, like for instance, um, what we do in the shadows. In another case, there was a movie that came out before the show came out. Okay. Was, all right. All that's canon, a good one. So, yeah. um, but no, yes tricky. and no, because it's all different characters, isn't it? Different characters, different but setting. It's, yeah. but it's, but it's, it's the same universe and yeah. you meet the other characters on right. the show. So yeah, it's technically yes, but also Creepy no. Paper. I think you, you go by everything that, I think anything's kind of fair game up until the episode comes out, right? Assuming that you watch things, but it'll be different perspectives because there's a world where in like a show like this, not everybody has seen all of the Santa Claus movies. So like, you know, that does that affect you one way or another? And like, I guess we explore yeah. that as, as we go forward, but, but yeah, that was the conclusion of the episode. So to not keep everyone too long on their Christmases, I think we should get into the green light or cancel. So I'm going to go in the order I see you guys in, Nick, starting with you. So this is actually a tough one because of what I just brought up. And as a standalone show, like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't have the desire to watch this show outside of these months, right? Well, but, yeah, that's the intention too. Right. So I, you know, cause like that part of me wants to like cancel it. Like I, I would want to be engaged all the time, but I don't know, like, we're kind of throwing it out the window, the rule book out the window here. So if we're going to be judging this 
as just, you know, a specifically a Christmas show, something you would want to watch around Christmas, then it's a very easy green light. I have the the nostalgia that we talked about with it. Um, I really like Tim Allen. The rest of the cast, uh, I, like like you, Jay, I, I wasn't like the biggest fan of Noel there, but um, the rest of the elves, the the supporting family cast, the wife, um, I, I it was good and it definitely makes you want to keep watching at least this episode. It's different than what we normally do, like we've discussed. So it was a little tough for me to figure out which way I wanted to go with this. But at the end of the day, I, it's it's a green light. Um, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, green light. Sure. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Nick. Uh, green light for me. I love the Santa Claus movies, even the third one, which I don't like as much. But I like continuing the story going on, even though I can pick apart what they changed from the show to the movies, and that makes me angry. And where the fuck is Bernard? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. I'm probably going to finish watching it just to stay in the spirit. It is weird that it's a show you'd only watch this month. So it's like the Christmas spirit gives it that boost. <laughs> but green light. Joe. Yeah, one thing that's really interesting about this that both you guys sort of brought up, and I get it, right? The day after Thanksgiving all the way up through Christmas, that's when you can watch these shows and these movies. It does not make sense. It's weird to me when people are like, Christmas in July. Like, I think that's the strangest thing ever. But I will say, I'll watch Home Alone every year. I will watch maybe even The Santa Claus Part 1 every year. This show doesn't bear, I don't think, the same level of repeat watching. Because I think sometimes putting Christmas in this long form... Because there's only so many hours, right? Like, face face it, we're adults. We all have full-time jobs and responsibilities and this and that. And from, you know, the time up to Christmas, you only have so many hours of free time where you can watch a movie or a show about Christmas. And you you go through your classics first. I th- this is still a green light to me. It is very funny. I think Tim Allen is one of the funniest people of all time. And I think it, it does work. And it does obviously leave you on a very good cliffhanger. When I watch it the first time, I watch the next episode right away. Uh, but it is interesting that I don't think a Christmas TV show could ever hold up to a Christmas movie. That's not really what we talk about here. But this isn't really the kind of show we talk about either. Just something interesting to think about is I don't know if this will hold for people the way the movies do. But yeah, it's a, it's a green light. I mean, there's a lot of funniness in this and the cast. I mean, all of the stuff of Tim Allen and uh, his wife is just gold. So green light. Gordo. I'm actually going to buck the trend here and I- I'm going to cancel this. Even though it's Tim Allen, even though it's a continuation of the movie, I didn't see movie two and movie three. I, I had no desire to see it. This, okay, it was okay. Like you guys said, I would only find myself wanting to watch it around this time of year. But ultimately, like, there's so many... I'd rather watch the first movie than come back and and watch this. Like, I'm not going to have a big The Santa Claus marathon where I watch all three and then watch the two seasons of this. It was too long. Not, not, Not for me. Cancel. Ah, humbug. So, so, listen, so for me, it's tricky. So, like, I was a little conflicted, but I guess when we talk about it, right, and, like, Nick, kind of go back to what you were saying and, like, how you grade it and the fact that this is only really made for Christmas time, but, like, that's fine. This is made and deliberately comes out at Christmas time. And, like, anything that's themed for a certain era, it can exist in that world where it has intention like that. And I guess what, what about that actually skews me more towards greenlighting it than I was before was... Am I greenlighting it just because it's Christmas and like I like the movies? 
Um, I don't think so because like I'm willing to continue watching it. Like I don't love the show, but I think it's good enough and it's like a fun Christmas watch. And if you want to watch it with your family and stuff, like it works. And then you go back to like a year ago. And then when we watched that very much not satirical show, Merry Happy, whatever, there was, that was a Christmas show that we watched at Christmas time. And I had zero desire to watch more of it. You know, it being Christmas wasn't enough to be like, well, it's Christmas season. I'll keep watching. I'm sure that shows on plenty of people's repeat every year watch list. So I think with that in mind and kind of comparing it in that way. Yeah. Did I love the show? It wasn't as good as the movies. And then you're kind of in a weird spot with these episodes. Like you got to try to space out a story. And one thing that it did that I didn't like is a lot of these kind of mini series shows that come out now that are cinematic style are like, they're just super long dragged out movies that could have easily just been a movie. You know what I mean? But they want to make it a show instead, but I think it was good enough. So I'll give it the green light. So with that in mind, congratulations to the Santa Clauses. You get four out of five. You do live on to see another week with us. So thank you to everybody who listened. We want to wish you guys Merry Christmas, happy holidays, uh, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, anything you may celebrate. Ho ho shalom. Yeah, enjoy enjoy your this time of year with your loved ones. Christmaka. Christmaka. You can't forget about Christmaka. <laughs> Anything I'm forgetting, but like, you know, enjoy yours. If you celebrate no holidays, still good be good to people and enjoy the sitcom podcast. I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't say happy festivus. Correct. So uh whatever it is you celebrate, enjoy it and have a good one and you know, have a hot chocolate and you know, just enjoy the warm. Uh, the warmth of your drink uh, I don't know I'm dragging on but thank you guys for listening go to s1e1pod.com that's where you can find all the links to li- uh, listen to us everywhere and all our social medias hit us up on X or Instagram uh, let us know shows you want to hear and that's it I don't want to drag it on too much longer so again happy holidays everybody have a good one thank you goodbye I think we got the best bummer clause. <laughs>